you are listening to Queer Voice with your host, Michael Aaron Gossidis. We are living in queer times. Good morning, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Queer Voice on Anchor FM. I thank you for tuning in. This is your host, Michael Aaron Casares, and I would also invite you all to check out our podcast on other platforms such as Spotify, Google, Apple, Breaker, and a host of many others. We're about on eight or nine different platforms now. In case you have a preference for where you listen to your podcasts, be sure to tune in. And uh, get on to Anchor FM if you are interested in uh, running your own podcast. I do have an ad I run on here for Anchor. It's a great app, and I just thought I'd give a few more words about it. Anchor.fm. Go ahead and check it out. Um, And that brings us back to the here and now. Oh, well, before I even move on with that, don't forget, we are now... Uh, broadcasting our podcasts on YouTube. So if you have a preference for YouTube as well, you can check it out on YouTube. Under YouTube, the channel is called The Root of Many Returns. If you hadn't noticed, our uh, handle here at anchor.fm is anchor.fm forward slash R-O-M-R. That is anchor.fm slash forward F-O forward slash F-R-O- MR, I apologize, that stands for Root of Many Returns, R-O-M-R. And that brings us to our most recent update and podcast. So the last time that we were on air, we talked about um, a little bit about Epstein and the shenanigans that are going on with his murder slash suicide. But we also had a focus on human trafficking, and uh, I was mentioning a bit about the human trafficking that goes on in Austin, Texas. Um, I myself have been privy to some of this information, um, whether by accident or whether intentional, makes no difference. I've come across individuals who've shared with me information about uh, their standing and their understanding of where they are in the whole mess of things, and it is quite a mess. Um, A lot of things that they do, and it's just one of many, I'm sure, that I'm aware of here in Austin, Texas alone. And I urge, now is the time, if you know anything, if you um, need to alleviate your conscience of information that you have regarding this matter, seek city officials. I would say go higher, because at the city level, there's probably many people involved at the city level in these trafficking rings. So contact the FBI, contact the White House, uh, get a hold of President Trump, get a hold of Bill Barr. Uh, These are gentlemen, individuals who respect the rule of law. And let's face it, since Trump came into office, there has not been a more smattering of reproach brought to those individuals who engage in human trafficking and who participate Uh, Whether a vendor or a buyer, whether a groomer or a john, 
it is important to know that they are going after those involved and there have been never more arrests made than this administration in regards to human trafficking and also in regards to pedophile and child sex rings um they're busting them and they're bringing them down folks so just keep that in mind now um as far as the news goes uh if we're talking about epstein he is still in a state of death and dead deceasedness uh there are individuals out there who believe that maybe he was whisked away by the israeli intelligence mossad to live out the rest of his days in his pedophile penthouse of uh, sex trafficking i sincerely would hope that that is not true i would sincerely hope that if any of the higher-ups, X, Y, or Z, any alphabet agencies are involved that they will be questioned. These methods, it, it makes no sense. If you're going to black, blackmail someone, you're going to have some dirt on them. You're going to try and control them. You're going to want power over them. Why go to the lengths of recording them in a sexual act with a child or in the process of purchasing a prostitute or being a patron to sex rings unless you wanted an extended period of control unless you were looking to have these people basically in your rolodex um, and controlled for x amount of years you would let something such as a sex trafficking ring get out of hand. You would let something as a sex trafficking ring get as big as they have gotten and last as long and go as deep as they do. That's why I have a feeling that it may be more than blackmail. It may just be for the simple profit or the simple pleasure of these individuals, which is sick and disgusting. So um, we come into a place where it's very quite possible that all of this will be washed away why because well they killed epstein i for one personally believe he was murdered bill barr seems to think that beyond a shadow of a doubt it's quite possible that he committed suicide i don't think that there's a whole lot of truth to that. Uh, they're saying, like, what, maybe he jumped off the top of his bunk with um, a blanket tied around his neck and it broke his bones and his neck and uh, his clavicle or one of those main thick, dense bones in that area. Um, it just really makes no sense. The coroner's reports said that uh, his injuries were more in line with strangulation than they were with being hanged. So that's something else to look like. Bill Barr, like I said, he doesn't have much to say about it. He thinks it was a suicide. Of course, they do say that his dad was tied to Epstein. Um, trying to think if I can remember the reports right where they're saying Barr and Epstein's fathers went to the same school or were there at the same time but if memory serves Bill Barr's father was actually away from that school at least I don't know four or five six months to a year prior to Epstein landing so I don't know if there's a whole lot of credence to Bill Barr's dad being involved with it but some people are speculating that because of that it may be a reason why Bill Barr is not pursuing murder charges but going with this suicide charge or 
on the flip side, maybe Epstein is alive, and that's why they don't want to pursue murder, because that would open up an entire new can of worms and would further distract from their ability to access all of Epstein's properties and belongings. So it can go both ways here, or one of two ways, but when you get right down to it, um, I think, suffice it to say, the evidence that has been brought forth to the FBI and to officials is enough to move forward with at least civil cases, um, if not criminal, since obviously Epstein's dead. We can't really pin him on a criminal case, but we can most definitely most definitely move forward with justice for the victims. Um, some of them are already suing his estate, um, and we know that Epstein's lawyers have already um, hired criminal lawyers to help them out in their case. So stuff is definitely going on. Um, information about suicide of Epstein is changing every day. First, we had... Um, uh, first, we were told that the guards, for example... <clears throat> were asked to leave about three hours prior to the death of Epstein from the area where they would normally watch. We were told that. Then we were told that the guards were actually asleep while they were on duty, and that's why they did not know that Bill Barr was being murdered-slash-suicided. Then we were told that uh, some of these um, security guards are not even security guards, um, that they were just kind of stand-ins. So we have a whole bunch of stories going on and on here. We were told that uh, he hanged himself, then we were told that he died of uh, cardiac arrest, then we were told that quite possibly he could have been poisoned. Now that poisoned part is not official. That is actually coming from a speculation from uh, some of the um, more engaged and informed uh, individuals who are talking about Epstein's murder. But what do you all think? What do you, as a listener and an American citizen or a citizen of the world, believe when it comes to this whole Epstein shenanigan? Do you think he was suicided? Do you think he committed suicide? Or do you think he was just plain cold murdered? Um, spread the word. Talk about it. Let people know. Um, don't just let this entire Epstein episode wash away. We can't. I mean... We've been basically given several, several items that would conclusively point the finger to the deep state and point the finger to some of these bad actors in politics um, and expose them. I mean, just think about it. We had the Epstein case, for one. The Epstein case blows everything open. It blows everything open that uh, people in the conspiracy house have quite often um, relied on or fallen back on as evidence of a deep state existing and the lack of rule of law. I mean, we have the Clintons involved, we have um, Dershowitz involved, we have people of a higher place involved, we have dozens and dozens and dozens of celebrities, financiers, politicians who are linked to Epstein and Lolita Island and Pedophile Island and the Lolita, and the Lolita Express. And that's just one giver. Uh, what, what are some other things that we 
we've experienced or that we know for a fact has kind of blown open the deep state and is just waiting for the American public to pick it up and run with it. How about the Trump-Russia collusion? Went on for over two years. For over two years, uh, the uh, individuals behind this uh, will go ahead and run with the DNC, the Democrats, and also... um, Uh, some of the other politicians up in the White House in the congressional arena um, ran with this entire idea that Trump was um, a Russian agent and that he'd colluded with Russia to win the election versus Hillary Clinton. Um, This was an idea that was parroted so much so that even the mainstream media joined in on that. So the mainstream media, the legacy media, the mockingbird media, how about the left wing media. We're talking about CNN, MSNBC, um, and NBC News, ABC News. Sometimes Fox is also guilty of this as well, but not as much because they have been reporting on the deep state and declassification of the information that would put these people behind bars. Um, with that in mind, uh, they've been they parroted this so much so that it became a talking point that anyone who put their faith in the media and anyone who never thought to question the media ran with this story as well. No research needed, no pun intended. They went for the face with the Russian collusion theory. And then what happened? We come to find out that uh, the Russian collusion, which was um, which was really put into motion when they uh, requested the FISA warrants to um, illegally surveil or spy on President Trump, um, that we realized that these were fake. These were fraudulent um, fraudulent warrants, fraudulent evidence that went out to get these warrants. So what was the whole story with that? Well, we had Peter Strzok, um, who had initiated these um, these FISA warnings, and uh, they weren't signed off by anyone other than James Comey, but uh, the fake evidence, the fake dossier, um, which was created by a British intelligence agent, Peter Steele, um, who worked for the States and for the Crown. Uh, He gathered his intelligence by asking um, uh, Russian intelligence people for the United States, operatives of America, people that we have hired and we have um, contracted to be spies for us. We, he asked people of a Russian descent or a Russian nationality or background who worked for the United States to give him this information. So, yeah, it's true. Um, it was a Russian dossier, but it wasn't a Russian dossier from the motherland of Russia itself. It was from people who worked in intelligence for the states and the crown. How ridiculous is that? that we laid our entire investigation and illegal spying on Trump and more individuals, which is still yet to um, be revealed and officially come out. But we went ahead and did this. I say we, I mean the um, the people of the uh, United States, the Congress, the Senate, um, the Democrats, basically. And it was all for naught because it was fake. 
which means we spied on him. And all this came out. And even the Mueller report was bubkis, and Mueller really just... It was the weakest and most inconsequential and embarrassing hearing. I think even Mueller was embarrassed by the hearing to experience, and that is a fact. Um, If that weren't evidence enough that there's something else going on in this country behind the scenes, behind the government powers that we seem to uh, place on a pedestal, I don't know what was. So there's those two incidences. I mean, they hand this to us and they say, look, America, this is going on. Are you awake yet? No, not yet. Okay, so how about this? How about take number three? We have the former CEO of Overstock.com, who previously came out about a month ago with this information. It isn't even the brass versus the front line. It's within the brass. There are people who got there politically. They're the problem. So anyway, I, uh, I uh, let me let me give it to you in a nutshell. In a very strange way, by a weird fluke of history, I ended up in the center of the Russian and the Clinton investigations. Mm. I have all the answers. I've been sitting on them, waiting for America to get there. Last summer, I figured out. I, I, I have all the answers to both of those. What they all are, it's all about political espionage. It had nothing to do with law enforcement. I thought I was helping them in some law enforcement with all political espionage. Here's the bottom line. There is a deep state, like a, like a submarine, lurking just beneath the waves at periscope depth, watching our shipping lanes. And a nuclear icebreaker named the USS Bill Barr has snuck up on them and is about to ram them amidships. That's about to happen, and I think we're about to see the biggest scandal in American history Wow! as a result. But it was all political. Everything you think you know about Russia and Clinton investigations is a lie. It's all a cover-up. It was all political espionage. And you think Bill Barr is going to get to the bottom of it? I think, I think he has gotten to the bottom of it. it was, believe it or not, there was political espionage conducted against Hillary Clinton. And I can tell you, two of the names involved were John Brennan and James Comey. But there was political espionage conducted against Hillary Clinton, against Ted Cruz, Mark Rubio, and Donald Trump. Uh, And everything you think you know about the Russian collusion investigation is a lie. It's all going to be exposed. It's a a fascinating story. There's so many weeds, I don't want to get too pulled down into it, but you can read Sarah Carter's piece. Uh, you Google uh, Patrick Byrne and Sarah Carter. And, and now he's stepping down from his company, and I'm more than 100% sure that it's because he released this information to begin with. But the former CEO of Overstock.com came out and said to the American public, okay, there was political espionage committed against political candidates. There is another... Um, There is another class of people who are running this country. And while he could not give out the names of the main individuals behind this because they're currently under investigation, um, he could tell you that he said for a fact, I was involved in political espionage against candidates running for president in 2016. So here we have a main player coming out and admitting and saying, hey, this isn't just a conspiracy. 
I'm actually one of the people that committed this crime against these individuals. That's strike three right there, people. I mean, come on. He is saying to you, I am one of the perpetrators. Well, hello, America. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Is there anything that smells good about this? Quite frankly, I think it smells pretty bad, but the odor is strong enough to catch our attention. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about one of the individuals responsible for these crimes coming out and admitting that these crimes happened and they were one of the uh, participants? What more evidence do we need? What more proof do we need to wake up and take back what is rightfully ours? And that would be our country, the United States of America, and our rights. That's from the Constitution, through the Declaration of Independence, through the amendments to the Constitution, those God-given, unalienable, unleanable rights, they are ours. And it is time for us to take it back. Um... The Mockingbird mainstream legacy left-wing media does not wish to cover events such as the France riots, for example. Not even Fox will cover them. I mean, they might have mentioned them about, I don't know, 39 weeks ago, but that's insane. Wouldn't you think? These riots in France have been going on for 39 to 40 weeks already, almost a year. These riots have been going on every Saturday where they go out, the people of France, and they basically protest and trash their cities to make a point. But the mainstream Mockingbird legacy left-wing media will not report it because they don't want Americans to remember or to get that idea that when the government and the members of government, Congress, Democrat, Republican, whatever party they may align with, when they overstep their boundaries, it is our absolute moral right to take it back and to stop them. It's more than our moral right. It is our honest-to-God moral duty to stop these people, whether they are foreign or domestic. That is the job that we are to do. So they won't cover the France riots because they don't want us to remember that we, in fact, can do that. And if you look at the history of the people of France, you know that whenever their government gets out of control or their royal family or their presidents or their prime ministers or whatever it is that they call them these days, step out of bounds they don't just eat the cake. They throw the cake back at their masters. I say masters because these individuals would really like to believe that they are their masters, and they would really like to believe that they do have that control because that's all they want is the power and whatever may be associated with that, whatever plan or scheme might be associated with uh, receiving or obtaining that power. You know, but the power is in the people's hands. They hang them high in France. We used to hang them high in the States. And, you know, I really don't recall anywhere in history a point where the people would rise up and, you know, truly tar and feather or throw out or hang them high these congressional representatives and other individuals who are trying to strip us of our rights and our human rights as well. Um, but it is fact that does happen throughout history, and we just need to remember that it is well within our rights to do that. Now, I'm not talking about murder, obviously, and I'm not talking about violence, but um, 
it's unfortunate that it takes that passion some time for individuals to realize that we, the American people, are not going to put up with this this crap anymore. We, the American people, are not going to simply sit back and allow our elected officials, whom we elect because we trust and whom we choose not to act against because we trust and we want to have this... Uh, we want to have this positive and optimistic outview on them that they would never do anything to harm us, that they would never lie to us, that they would always have our good will in mind. But unfortunately, these people don't because they're bought out. They're pedophiles. They're gang rapists. They're sycophants. They're, they're money hungry. They're power hungry. They're warmongers. Um, they're sold out. They're bought off. They don't belong to us anymore. And we don't belong to the United States. We belong to them, and we belong to the Federal Reserve and the bankers that own that company and that business. Because at the end of the day, the Federal Reserve is where this goes. This is where the root trail leads. The root of all evil, money. But more than that more than the root of all evil being money. That's just that old biblical saying, perhaps, that some of us may recall. Um, it's true, because these people have the ability to control us by way of money. They have the ability to uh, control our politics, control our economy, and control our fates and destinies. They said, or someone said back in the day, that it, they cared not who was the, the president or the king or who wore the crown as long as they controlled the money because they can get governments to heal if they control the money. And that's what they're doing. And that's also another reason why central banks have been... Um, have been a topic for discussion for decades, at least since 1913, when this current Federal Reserve Bank got into office. But prior to that, it was it was breakfast talk. It was dinner talk. It was talk of the table. It was talk around the cooler. Hey, did you hear about those central bankers and how they're trying to um, enslave us? Well, maybe they didn't use quite the word slave, but how they're trying to trick us into uh, becoming in debt to them. And then we become beholden to them because then they can control economic policy. They can control, they can control the, um, uh, they can control the percentages of increase and decrease and, and the inflationary rate and the interest rate that we pay. Don't forget, the central bank is not federal. The Federal Reserve has nothing to do with our government. All that they do is they are in business of controlling our money, our monetary policy, and our currency. That is their business. They claim to be independent, but... I think that we could see, based on some of their um, economic moves and some of the things that they do on their balance sheets, that they have always been more of a left-leaning left -leaning organization, by far. Um, they're the Trojan horse. They are in almost every Western country in the world. Um, this is that main thing with the central bank, these, these, these vipers. Um, and President... Uh, Andrew Jackson, um, though he may have his own faults and his own his own uh, moral 
questionability about some of his policies and some of the things that he did. He was a fervent um, advocate of removing the central banks from the United States of America. And by golly, he got the job done. Uh, there were presidents afterwards that tried to do it. President Garfield was one of them. President um, President Kennedy was another one. And both these men were shot. One was killed. Uh, I was going to say suicided. But one of them was murdered, assassinated. So... These are just some nuggets to think about, something to chew on a little bit um, as we're moving forward into talking more about Epstein, human trafficking, and further into the central banks. Trump is making a move right now to remove the central banks from uh, the United States of America. And I think, if anything, what he'll end up doing is nationalizing it or uh, basically um, basically cannibalizing the Federal Reserve System into the United States government to where they are no longer controlled by a private organization of people, but actually controlled by the people and the economic policy set by the Congress as it should be, as opposed to these uh, private bankers who um, feel that they can do a better job than, like, say, someone like President Trump. He's really just showing that they don't know what they're doing, um, and he's trapped them. I know I've been an advocate myself of auditing and ending the Fed for about 10 years myself now um, and it's something that has been hot to trot and on the presses for a while there have always been audit bills of the fed for at least two to three decades and they want to audit them so they can see where's that money going like during the bailout who else did we bail out was it just uh, the banks here in america because there are a lot of records that say that we actually sent uh money and uh, we actually built up other banks um, around the world and that we've even sent money to central banks in countries that are our political and national enemies. So more food for thought, more things to think about. The banks, the central banks, they are the monetary fund and source of the deep state and of uh, those who are in power that seek to overthrow America by way of a hidden coup or by way of um, an underhanded um, overthrow of our presidency. President Trump is in the White House. He is out to audit the Fed. And I would dare say, given another term or two, he will end the Fed. Anyways, this is a short broadcast for Queer Voice. I am your host, Michael Aaron Cossidis. I appreciate you tuning in, and I thank you for uh, coming along on this journey with me. I will be back shortly. Again, be sure to stay tuned to Anchor.fm for more Queer Voice, and also check us out on YouTube. And if you'd like to check out some of my personal work and writings, which is apolitical and has nothing to do with what we're talking about on here, visit rootofmanyreturns.com. Um, I will soon start posting uh, some of the information that I have available on uh, our um, YouTube and on this podcast on that website as Root of Many Returns is going into its next phase, which will include more than just literature and poetry and culture in that regards, um, but will also start uh, sharing a political and cultural and geo-economic and political viewpoints. Um, that's right, because you got yourself here, one happy gay, homosexual, conservative-leaning, libertarian-type individual. 
And I think it's just about time that someone in this arena had a voice that represented it. So stay tuned and come back again. Tell your friends. Share this podcast. Um, If you're on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. And I definitely appreciate it. Leave some comments. Get in touch. Leave an email. And we'll talk to you all soon. Until then, you guys enjoy your evening, your day, or your night. Have a good morning and goodbye. Thanks for listening to Queer Voice with Michael Aaron Gossadis. We are living in queer times. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to check us out on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, and Pocket Caster. Tell your friends, spread the link. Or become a supporter. And thank you again.